welcome to the wonderful world of pragmatic psychology. I'm your host, Susanna Mittermeier, and we are going to explore how your difference is the gift that our world requires. Hello, amazing, wonderful you, Susanna Miramai here, and welcome to this episode of Pragmatic Psychology. Ah, what amazing times we live in right now. (laughs) It's incredible. Have you noticed how many people have the point of view that we don't have a future and that whatever is coming has to be worse than what has been? Mm -hmm. And have you been buying into this? It's like it seems like the future is going to be worse than what has been before. And how is that in your world? Is that heavy or light? Probably very heavy. So um, how many lies have you been buying from other people that our future is just gloomy and dark and gray and things are going to be way worse than they have been before? Okay, so... You know the tool that we have been playing with in recent episodes about what's heavy is the lie and what's light is true. So if anything that you hear is making you feel heavy and contracted, know it's a lie. It's an invention. It's something people create as their point of view and then they tell it to someone else And the person goes, ah, okay, okay, if you say so, it must be that way. They agree in a line. And that's how reality gets created. You know, there's one person who says, oh, my God, it's going to be this way. Another person listens and says, okay, if you say it that way, it must be true. And they invent it together as true. The next person says, ah, okay, that's the way it is. Next person says, ah, okay, thanks for telling me. Ah, okay, probably that's the way it is. And that's how reality gets created. And no one asks one single question, except we. We're asking questions here because asking questions is making things work. When you ask questions, you're actually pragmatic and you do what works always. And that's such a gift. This is where you create a life that is constantly moving forward that is constantly expansive because you don't just buy what people say. You listen to what they say, but then you go, wait a second, that makes me feel so heavy and contracted. Let me ask a question. What is true here? What do I know? That is so valuable and so important that you keep asking that question, especially when something is heavy and gloomy and not expansive you go and ask, what do I know? What do I know beyond this that I have not yet acknowledged? So I'm going to ask you now, truth, what do you know beyond everything that is being presented to you? What is your reality and what do you know? And we keep asking these questions in these episodes because it's so valuable. Um, You know, how much time have you spent listening to other people and their points of view and their judgments and their, this is the way it is. And this is what you should do. And this is what you shouldn't do. (laughs) And you go, okay. Um, Rather than, okay, this is not making me feel lighter. What do I know beyond this? And this is the invitation here for you to create a life according and in congruency with what you know. 
Um, Because if you choose what's congruent to your reality, things can expand. So how often are you not congruent with what you are asking for? So let's say you ask for more ease, for more joy, for more glory. You ask for more of whatever you're asking for. And you keep buying things from other people and their points of view that are not congruent with whatever your desire to have as your future then you are putting on the brakes all the time. So what have you been buying that is not congruent with what you're asking for? And what if you let that go now? Will you? Okay, just let it go. (sighs) Okay, so that's the power you have of just going, you know what, I don't need this point of view anymore. I don't need to buy other people's points of view I get to know what I know and I get to create a life that's congruent with what I'm asking for. And this is what's up right now in the air, a constant practice of choosing what is true for you rather than being the effect and the victim of whatever is being presented to you. And um, we have a great assistant in all of this. You probably have noticed, or maybe not, but I'm going to tell you now, we have a wonderful assistant in this constant choosing of what's true for us and what's real for us, and it's called the earth. And right now, while I'm recording this episode, I'm sitting here and I'm looking outside of the window and I see grass and I see mountains and I see a lot of cows I love cows. They're such amazing animals. And we have a lot of cows around us. And they're such great teachers because, you know, they sit there and walk around on the grass and eat. And some of, some of them are they're just like lying on the grass, enjoying every single molecule, taking it in, indulging. And they're such hedonists. They're such hedonists or hedonists. I don't know really how to pronounce that word. I guess it depends on where you are. You know, if you're in Australia, in Australia, or in the States, or in the UK, whatever kind of English you speak, or maybe some kind of mixture of European English like me, (laughs) then, you know, whatever you say, hedonist or hedonist. Do you know what that is? A hedonist, a hedonist is someone who enjoys and indulges in everything around them. It's like someone who you know, enjoys food. They don't just eat food because they need to fill up their stomach. No, no, no. They eat food because it's a pleasure, because it's just uh, every single bite is like an explosion of taste in their mouth and it turns on every single molecule and cell in their body and makes it vibrate and dance with all the molecules around them. Ah, that's how intensely different you can be. The joy of every moment in your life. And that's what I see those sweet cows out there too. (laughs) They're like, you know, and if you think that cows are just laying around, that's not true. Cows are actually galloping. I see them like the joy of galloping on the hills and just, oh, the yumminess of the greenery around them and how hedonistically they chew the grass and, 
ah, oh, it's incredible. And animals show us this all the time, how much there is to enjoy, you know, and they don't think about, okay, what's going to happen in the next month? They're like, right now I'm here, right now I'm sitting here in the grass, and right now I just oh, hedonistically enjoy every moment. And then it's this part of the year right now here. I'm in the Alp region, by the way. I'm, you know, around Germany, Austria, Switzerland, you know, in this um, where all the countries like are bordering on each other. And there are a lot of Alps here and greenery and everything. And right now it's the time of the year where the cows... Um, they've been on the Alps, like on the grass outside for a couple of months now in the summer month. And um, so in, you know, a couple of days, week or so, depending, they're all going to be guided down the mountains, down the Alps to their stables. And I'm not sure if I'm using the correct English words, but I'm sure you get what I mean. So they're all going to be um, guided down the mountains to their stables where they're going to spend the winter in their little stables. And uh, because, you know, you never know when it's going to be, when it's going to be cold here, you never know exactly when the snow is coming. So the farmers always check, okay, so we don't want the cows to slip on the, on the snow or so they're, you know, preparing to have them down for the winter in time because snow can come at any moment. It can be super hot and then bam, snow is coming. I love how nature is unpredictable. It's like, hey, be aware. You know, nature totally invites us to be present and aware and be in the question and not just assume, oh, it's warm today, so it's going to be warm the next week. No, it's warm today. What's going to occur tomorrow? Um, not even an app is going to tell you because they're mistaken so many times in this region. You know, they say it's going to be warm, nah, cold. It's going to be cold. No, it's warm. So you really have to be in question and nature is inviting us so much to this. And so when those uh, cows are coming down the mountain and they're put in their stables and some of them, some farmers have already guided them down. And I can see from my window when they have their big herd of cows and the farmers, men and women are getting together and they're like guiding their big herd of cows down the mountains into the stable. And every farmer is doing this on a different day. And so I see them on different days bringing down their cows and you see the cows, they don't have a point of view. They don't go, oh my God, I have to, you know, I can't chew the wonderful grass. I have to go down the mountain and I'm going to be in the stable, in the small stable the whole winter long and it's going to be horrible. They don't have a point of view. They enjoy it all. Like they enjoy, I could watch them how they peacefully and gracefully walk down the mountains and you know, and, and how they're like, no point of view. They're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to enjoy the stable just as much as the grass, just in a different way. And I'm going to get my hay and I'm going to get, you know, whatever and enjoy my friends. And they don't have a point of view, which makes them be able to receive everything intensely in the most wonderful way. And that's how we could live too, you know. Like how many of you are constantly worrying about the future, projecting all kinds of things on the future, rather than being present with what is, enjoying what is. So what could you enjoy right now where you are? You know, are you in the office? Are you walking around? Where are you right now? And how much are you not present? 
right now in this moment? What if you just receive, you know, the chair you're sitting on or the floor you're standing on, every molecule around you and let it in and let it contribute to you and let it vitalize you and your body and your future? And what if you don't cut off your awareness of the future, especially right now? I mean, yes, people tell us it's going to be horrible and terrible. Is that really true? Does that make you feel lighter? Not really. What do you know about the future? And what if you don't have to protect yourself from the future anymore? You know, if you decide that the future is going to be horrible, like the cows don't decide, oh my God, it's going to be horrible to be in the stable all winter. Nah. They're like, yeah, okay, I'm coming down the mountain. Okay, now what? Now what? Now what? So this is how we could live too. Now what's possible? How can I use this very moment to create a future that is greater than I can imagine and control? And here it comes. Like how many of you are trying to control the future rather than create the future? You know, and that makes you different because so many people try to control the future rather than create the future. It's like, again, how much are you trying to protect yourself from the future? If you decide all kinds of things about the future and how it's going to be, you have no choice but protect yourself from the future. But if you protect yourself from the future, that also keeps you from creating it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> so everything that that is, will you let it go? You know, will you just say, okay, I don't need this point of view anymore. Okay. <sighs> An interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Wow, interesting point of view, I have this point of view that I need to protect myself from the bad, horrible future. An interesting point of view, I have this point of view that there will be a horrible future just because other people say so. You know, you're not a follower of other people's points of view unless you want to be. You can be the creator of a different space beyond any point of view. Are you willing to be it? Are you willing to allow that? Are you willing to be that different and that brilliant? <laughs> yes. Ah. Whew. That's a different reality. Um, so what contribution can the earth be to you to have so much ease with this? And what can you learn from it? This no point of view, no judgment. I'm, I'm, I can give you another example. So we were just... Um, renting a, an apartment recently and it was so wonderful because you know I'm traveling around even in these times <laughs> I created I mean I create my business in a way where I can still travel around and do live classes and facilitate people uh, not as big a range as um, before now but what else is possible you know I'm traveling around in the German speaking areas right now facilitating classes and I'm so looking forward to having a bigger range again and be travel again to, you know, all continents to do live classes. But, you know, for now it's online and that's also amazing and creating a whole new space. So also with, you know, comparing with the cows and the stable, it's like, yep, right now um, all my international classes are online and it's, it's amazing. That's just, that's not a bad thing. It's just creating a different, I see like people who's, you know, joining the online classes, they are amazingly intense and wonderful in a totally different way than the life classes. They're not better. They're not worse. They're just different. And that's what we got to get to when we create our futures. Not like, oh, this is the way it has been before. So it has to be the way, the same way in the future. It's like, no, 
what's possible now? It's not better, it's not worse, it's just different. So what if you embrace that difference, that different space? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so we were renting this apartment um, in an area where I facilitated a class. And it was wonderful. It was amazing. We had this whole house for ourselves and just really peaceful and yummy. So after a couple of days, there was this other group of people who were renting another apartment in that house. And I noticed how I was sitting in the garden and it was really wonderful. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this space. And so after a couple of hours, this other group of people arrived and I noticed how I went into, oh, what a pity. I was so looking forward. I was so enjoying this, you know, having this whole house for ourselves. And I noticed like, wow, why am I contracting? Why am I having this point of view? Why do I even have a point of view that other people are coming and, you know, having another part of this house? And I am like, wow, I was projecting because I was enjoying so much of the space of being alone. I was projecting that on the future, hoping the future would be the same. I'm like, wow, that's an interesting point of view. Why am I projecting anything on the future? So I I ran, you know, the same thing that I give you guys as a tool. I said, wow, interesting point of view. I have this point of view that the future should be that way and that I've decided how the future should look like and what's good and what's right and what I'm what's enjoyable. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Wow, interesting point of view. I have this point of view and I let go of the point of view. And I'm like, hey, if I have no point of view, what's right about this I'm not getting? What gift is this? How much contribution can this and them being there be to me? And if I have no point of view, would any of this really disturb me? No. And a whole new space opened up. I'm like, oh, wow. And it worked out so wonderfully, you know, like we didn't even notice them. And whenever I saw them, I just received them, you know, in whatever way was possible. And it was just wonderful and nurturing, different, differently nurturing. And this is how we can create our futures. And I can invite you to be really aware of when you contract, you know, because when you contract, you're not being you. When you contract, you're making someone, someone's point of view and someone's reality more valuable than you. And that's not a gift to you. So what space can you be? What hedonistic yumminess can you allow and receive that allows you to create a future greater and beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations. Ha. Thank you, cows, by the way, for inspiring this episode. <laughs> Thank you, animals and planet and earth for inspiring this episode and inspiring all of us. And um, what else is possible for us? Let's celebrate our future. And uh, thanks for listening to these shows and letting it in and being the leader of a future that works for us. And um, bye for today. And by the way, if you have any feedbacks and inspiration and wishes for future shows, let me know. Write me an email, info at susannamittermeyer.com or comment of, you know, like if you comment, I would highly recommend commenting on my webpage. You know, my webpage is susannamittermeyer.com, everything in one, susannamittermeyer.com. And there is a section that says podcasts and you can comment there and I will see them because, you know, I'm 
I'm not so advanced with technological stuff, so I might miss a few comments somewhere else. I'm learning, <laughs> so what else is possible? So bye for now and looking forward to future shows. <laughs> How was the show for you? Are you inspired? Feel free to share this episode with anyone you think would appreciate it too. Thank you for the contribution you are to spreading possibilities around the world. For more information, visit my webpage, www.susannamittermeyer.com.